blood transfusions, hospital visits, all sorts of medications to Muay Thai, current belt holding champion. We have an amazing show for you today on Inside the Fight. I'm so excited to have on the show today one of the women that I look up to most in the fight world and just in life in general. When I learned about Kirsten's story and everything that she was going through and how she was still living her dream of being a high-level Muay Thai fighter, I, I just almost brought me to my knees, honestly. Uh, I'm so excited to be introducing Kirsten. Kirsten, can you tell us uh, first and last name and where your uh, gym is located? Yeah. Hi. Um, I'm Kirsten Arnold Poirier Arena. Um, we're actually located in Spokane Valley, Washington, um, kind of in the, the outskirts of Spokane. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Well, great. Thanks for being on the show with us today. Uh, Kirsten, can you tell me what it means to be a Muay Thai fighter? Um, Muay Thai is very cultural. So that's one of the things that really brought me into the Muay Thai world was the culture behind it. Um, I've watched MMA for a long time, WWE, all that kind of fun stuff. Um, and it's always surrounded by, you know, egos and people calling each other names right. and all this other kind of stuff. And Muay Thai is very respectful. It's very um, emotional too, just because, you know, you have a whole group of people behind you, a community behind you. Um, but on top of that, you have the other coaches and fighters that you're, you're fighting and they're all respectful. We call it beautiful violence. And so to be a Muay Thai fighter, it's, it's all about, for me, at least finding who you are. I think Muay Thai was one of the biggest things that helped me discover, like, who I wanted to be as a person, what my limits were, what my boundaries were. Right. Um, and it's it's really deep in the culture, you know. So you you learn about the Thai and Cambodian culture a lot. You learn about um, respect in a deeper sense, you know, when it comes to you're fighting somebody, you know. And um, to be able to respect that and still have respect for the other team, the other coaches, the other person you're fighting. Right. And at the end of it, be able to hug it out and still show a deep love for each other, too. Right. Um, it really is, is a know, beautiful thing. Now, most human beings don't really enjoy getting punched in the face and kicked <laughs> like with baseball bats. And then particularly yeah. women less than men. So how did you right. transition into that fight world and, and become such a high-level fighter? What was that like for you? Um, you know, when I first started Muay Thai, I had no idea that I wanted to fight at all. I was like, there is no way. I'm not going to get punched in the face. I'm not going to get like, I've seen people get cut open and black eyes and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I told myself in the beginning, I'd always try everything once. You know, I, when I first started Muay Thai, I started training six days a week, you know. Um, so I dove headfirst into it. And then all of a sudden, um, my coach had talked to me about fighting and I was like, okay, I might as well try it. Let's see. And I did my first fight and I fell in love with it. Not because I liked getting punched in the face, <laughs> because I do not like getting punched in the face. But there's, like I said, there's a, a deeper meaning behind it. Like every fight, I learn something new about myself. Yeah. Every fight, I meet amazing people, amazing coaches, you know. Um, and so there's that that deep adrenaline on top of it too that you get when you fight 
And to sit there and then go through it and learn something new on top of make a bunch of new friends and everything, you start falling in love with the process and the after effects rather than just getting punched in the face or punching somebody else in the face. Yeah, and, and that's one of the things that I find so fascinating about the fight world in general is that people who become really good at it and stay focused mm-hmm. on it, they love the journey, right? I think sometimes mm-hmm. people get really caught up on, well, I want to get this belt or I want to hold this position. But really mm-hmm. the key is people who fall in love with the journey because the journey is hard, right? Yeah. Yeah. Super, super hard. It is very so, hard. It is um, very hard. <laughs> now, can you tell me the, the other thing times. that I love? Oh, it's fine. We kid, family. Uh, I, this is what I love about the little one coming in is that you know, family is everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you and your husband actually run your amazing mm-hmm. uh, uh, gym. Can you tell us what the name of it is? It's Hominidae Fitness. So yep. a lot of people have issues saying it, um, but we like to say think of hominid. Yes, uh, it's like the the apes, but we also say say it like. I'm going to die at Hemenidae. That sounds <laughs> terrible, but people remember it. <laughs> what is it like being able to get to, to run an academy with your husband and for you guys to share this dream and leading and coaching and, and, and helping the community the way that you are? Um, there's a lot of things behind it. There's a lot of, um, you know, difficulties too at the same time. Like we love it. We love what we do. We love being able to, to coach people and to, to, to start people off in Muay Thai and everything. Um, but it's also very difficult. You know, we we devote a lot of time. We give up a lot of time that we could be spending with our kids or, you know, um, spending with family and friends and stuff. And we're here every day, every day of the week, most of the time. It's we're true. here. We, and we so- follow you uh, extensively on social media and and some people say they do things every day, and it's not totally true. You guys literally yes. are at the academy uh, all the time. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. All the time. Well, Our I want to make a, I want to make a little <laughs> bit of a, a transition. Um, mm-hmm. Most people who physically are healthy have a hard enough of a time staying focused and committed. Let alone someone who's struggling with some very serious health challenges. Uh, can mm-hmm. you, you know, kind of share your story and, and your your journey um, with the audience? And and I really want them to see what's possible and why I'm so excited about this. And and sharing your story is that you're probably one of the the most health challenged individuals I've I've ever met. And to see your mm-hmm. turnaround is is amazing. So tell us what's what's been impacting your life for the last 12, 15 years. Yeah. Um, so I have ulcerative colitis, so it's an autoimmune disease. Um, I was diagnosed when I was 16 years old. Um, I'm 32 now. <laughs> so it's, it's been a very, very long time. Um, when I was first diagnosed, uh, I didn't have as bad of symptoms. Um, obviously, I had a lot of symptoms because I was diagnosed with it. But compared to, you know, the last two years, uh, three years, you know, or before I, you know, had stem cell therapy, um, my symptoms were, were very over the top. I'd been hospitalized multiple times, surgeries, um, on so many medications, steroids, you know, prednisone, uh, all different types of things, biologics, anything you can think of for autoimmune diseases. I, I've pretty much been on. Um, and it's, it's been very difficult, you know, um, and then transitioning that into the martial arts world and everything. Um, with ulcerative colitis, you get a lot of symptoms like you lose a lot of blood. You're very tired. 
um, you, the medications that you go on, they're almost as bad as the symptoms that you go through just to, just with the, the condition that you have, right. you know, prednisone makes people go crazy. I had mood swings. I had, you know, my teeth were falling apart. There's a lot of different things that medications can also cause too. Right. Um, but I was losing a lot of blood. I was, when I was in a flare, I was losing two cups of blood a day. I was in pain all day, every day. You know, there were times in my life where there's about two or three times where the pain got to the point where I didn't want to eat. I didn't want to drink anything because I knew that if I were to eat or drink, then I would pretty much be in pain, like an immense amount of right. pain for the rest of the day or the next day. So at my lowest, I had actually stopped eating for about two weeks and I, I lost a lot of weight um, because I wasn't eating. Oh, goodness. You know? Yeah. And so... Uh, with all of that, you know, if you can imagine trying to go through all of that on top of trying to train and trying to keep your mentality forward, straightforward right. and everything, it's extremely difficult Yeah, beyond, on top of the mental battle too, right. you know, you have all the pain and everything. And then on top of that, you get self-conscious, you get self-esteem issues. You don't want to talk about it to people because you're like, right. I've got intestinal issues, you know, and that can be extremely um, difficult, even with your partner, you know, right. it took me a really long time to tell my husband about it, like to the extent of it. Right. Um, and you know, before I wouldn't want to tell anybody, Oh, I had to go to the hospital or, Oh, I had to do this. I didn't want to post about it on social media. Right. I didn't want anybody to know what I was going through. Um, because I didn't want anybody to see me any differently. Right. You know, um, but with an autoimmune disease, it's one of those things where you, at least for me, it was trying to push past everything. I didn't want to give myself limits just because I had a condition. And when a, when somebody tells you, you know, a doctor tells you, you're not allowed to do this. You need to not exercise very much. You need to, to eat these certain things. You have to be on medication for the rest of your life. Right. Um there's two ways you can take that. There's, there's one where you can say, okay, um, well this sucks. And a lot of people fall into a deep depression because of it. Um, I'm in a lot of groups on online and they constantly talk about depression, losing their spouses because they can't handle it or all sorts of different stuff. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really pretty or, crazy. Yeah. And then, or you can decide on, you know, just because you have something doesn't mean that, there's no possibility for a better future. Right. You know, um, I, I don't want to, to sit here and be like, Oh, cause I have an autoimmune disease. I can't do this, 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 and that. And it's it, to me, it sets limits on yourself. And, you know, there are some times when I did had to back, did have to back off because, you know, if you don't eat, then you right. don't have energy to do anything. Absolutely. Um, so as, you, as, as you've made that transition, as you made that journey, um, we're, we're kind of mm -hmm. coming to the, to the end of our episode today in like yeah. a two minute window. What was it like for you to be able to, you know, learn about New Hope Regeneration and mm -hmm. the impact New Hope Regeneration has had on your life after having such severe health challenges for so long? Um, I think the biggest thing with me is that when I first heard about you guys, I'm not going to lie, I had a lot of doubt. I had, I've had this disease since I was 16 years old. I was like, you're telling me that this is going to make it so that, you know, like I could possibly heal it with just a more of a naturalistic therapy is, is what I kind of related to something more natural instead of, you know, medications right. constantly every day, all day. 
Um, and so I had a lot of doubts and a lot of people would when you've had it for so long, you know? Um, and so at that point though, like I had told you in the very beginning too, um, when you get to a point in your life where you have this disease, the, there's like one hope. This was my last hope of, you know, this could work. And if it does work, it's going to be the saving grace for me, you know, and my future and my right. kids and everything that I do. And so for me, it was that last jump of, you know what, I'm going to do it. And if it works, then I'm going to be extremely happy and it's going to be life changing. And so that was the thing for me is learning about you guys through another coach too, who owns another business and I would help him. Um, and, I was and like, what well, kind of, we're going to do it. And, and what kind of an impact has it had on your life? How has your life changed? Uh, my life has changed drastically. I'm not on any medications right now for my ulcerative colitis. And I've been on medications, like I told you, since I was 16 years old. Um, I have a lot more energy. I don't have any symptoms of my UC. Um, I still, just because it's a natural habit, I eat healthier anyways. So yeah. I have a, I live a healthier lifestyle. But I train. I fought for a title, which is something that I'd never be, you know, never thought I'd be able to do. And, and can you tell and so us be what, what title belt you now currently hold? Yeah. So I'm the 125 pound Yusika um, champion. So it's the United States um, Eastern Asian Culture Associ Association. Uh, <laughs> so it's the international, international um, belt. Well, as, as we close today, you know, what would you tell someone who, you know, is struggling with health challenges to, uh, what would you tell them about New Hope Regeneration? Um, a couple of things. One, um, you guys, there, you guys are amazing people. I can't tell you enough how amazing you guys are just with the way that you care about people and the way you actually truly love people. Um, that's something that stands out to me the most. But number two, I would say don't lose hope in something that can change your life. You know, um, a lot of times people lose hope just because they think that nothing can ever change them. Nothing right. can ever help them or doctors say it won't work. But do not lose hope that there is something out there that can change your life because this is something that changed my life forever. So thank you so much, Kirsten, for being on our show today. We're just grateful beyond measure for your leadership, your love, your compassion, and how you continue to be an example to the community by living your life every day the way that you ask your students and, and your family to do it. For those of you looking for hope, go to InsideTheFight.net to learn how you can heal faster, fight harder, and compete for longer. And visit us again on the next episode of Inside the Fight. <laughs>